So now please turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Exodus. We will, be, uh, we will continue reading the, the Golden Calf Incident account. And we'll be reading Exodus chapter 32 from verse 15 all the way to chapter 33, verse 6. Exodus chapter 32, verse 15, through to chapter 33, verse 6. If you're using the church Bibles, it's on page 87. Exodus 32, from verse 15. So now please pay attention to this precious word of the Lord. Then Moses turned and went down from the mountain with the two tablets of the testimony in his hand, tablets that were written on both sides, on the front and on the back they were written. The tablets were the work of God, and the writing was the writing of God, engraved on the tablets. When Joshua heard the noise of the people as they shouted, he said to Moses, There is a noise of war in the camp. But he said, It is not the sound of shouting for victory, or the sound of the cry for, of defeat, but the sound of singing that I hear. And as soon as he came near the camp and saw the calf and the dancing, Moses' anger burned hot, and he threw the tablets out of his hands and broke them at the foot of the mountain. He took the calf that they had made and burned it with fire and ground it, to powder and scattered it on the water and made the people of Israel drink it. And Moses said to Aaron, what did, the, what did this people do to you that you have brought such a great sin upon them? And Aaron said, Let not the anger of my Lord burn hot. You know the people, that they are set on evil. For they said to me, Make us gods who shall go before us. As for this, Moses, the man who brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we do not know what has become of him. So I said to them, Let any who have gold take it off. So they gave it to me, and I threw it into the fire, and out came this calf. And when Moses saw that the people had broken loose, for Aaron had let them break loose, to the, uh, to the derision of their enemies. Then Moses stood in the gate of the camp and said, Who is on the Lord's side? Come to me. And all the sons of Levi gathered around him. And he said to them, Thus says the Lord, Lord God of Israel, Put your sword on your side, each of you, and go to and fro from gate to gate throughout the camp. And each of you kill his brother and his companion and his neighbor. And the sons of Levi did according to the word of Moses. And that day about 3,000 men of the people fell. And Moses said, Today you have been ordained for the service of the Lord, each one at the coast of his son and of his brother, so that he might bestow a blessing upon you this day. The next, the next day, Moses said to the people, You have sinned a great sin, and now I will go up to the Lord. 
perhaps I can make atonement for your, your sin. So Moses returned to the Lord and said, Alas, this people have sinned a great sin. They have made for themselves gods of gold. But now, if you will forgive their sin, but if not, please blot me out of your book that you have written. But the Lord said to Moses, Whoever has sinned against me, I will blot out of my book. But now go, lead the people to the place about which I have spoken to you. Behold, my angel shall go before you. Nevertheless, in the day when I visit, I will visit their sin upon them. Then the Lord sent, sent, sent a plague on the people because they made, it, made the calf, the one that Aaron made. The Lord said to Moses, Depart, go up from here, you and the people whom you have brought up out of the land of Egypt, to the land of which I swore to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, saying, To your offspring I will give it. I will send an angel before you, and I will drive out the Canaanites, the Amorites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. Go up to, the, to a land flowing with milk and honey, but I will not go up among you, lest I consume you on the way, for you are a stiff-necked people. When the people heard this dis disastrous word, they mourned, and no one put on his ornaments. For the Lord had said to Moses, Say to the people of Israel, You are a stiff-necked people. If for a single moment I should go up among you, I would consume you. So now take off your ornaments, that I may know what to do with you. Therefore the people of Israel stripped themselves of their ornaments from Mount Horeb onwards. Amen. This is the word of the Lord. So now please turn with me again to Exodus chapter 32, which we'll be focusing on this morning. So I don't know if you remember, that was like more than a month ago. Um, last time when, when I preached um, in this congregation, we observed the, the golden calf incident and the, the intercession by Moses um, on behalf of the people of Israel that is recorded in the earlier verses of, of chapter 32. Um, just, just a quick, um, quick re reflect. Um, when Moses was up on Mount Sinai to receive the law from the Lord, for, well, he was up there for 40 days and 40 nights. The people, um, including Aaron, were basically waiting for Moses in, in, in the outskirt of the mountain. And, and there the people sort of implored Aaron to make them a golden calf in order for them to worship God who can go, go before them. They wanted to, to have a physical representation of God and, um, through which they can um, worship their, their God. So their intention uh, perhaps was, was not to sort of abandon their God of Israel and, and, and seeking another God. But rather, they, they sought to worship their, their God but by, um, through their, their selfish means, uh, per se. 
And this was exactly the violation of the second commandment, which they were just given um, on the mountain, um, um, which the, the Moses was given, just given um, right before this, this moment. Um, according to Psalm 106, um, the people exchanged the glory of God for the image of an ox that eats grass. Um, so basically, they, they, what they did was a serious um, sin. And against this covenant breaking of the people, the Lord's anger burns hot against them. And Moses attempted to intercede on behalf of the people. And, and, and if, you, if you look, up, look back um, in verse um, 11, uh, from verse 11, um, in Moses' word of intercession, Moses, Moses see, sought to, to, to make intercession by focusing on God's faithfulness to his own covenant. Moses is referring here, referring um, to here um, the, the covenant God made with Abraham and with Isaac and with Jacob. And, and Moses is trying to sort of remind the Lord that, that, that he knows that the Lord is always faithful in his own covenant. And then, as a result, through this intercession by Moses, the Bible records that, that God relented, or, or in a more proper translation, he has, he has shown mercy upon his people through the intercession of Moses. And, and while this, this, was, this is what we saw in the last time, this is not actually the end of the story. Today, we want to see what happens um, after um, after that, particularly, we want to look at the account of, of, of the Levites purging the people of Israel by the Lord's order, and, and Moses' further intercession, seeking to make an atonement for the people of Israel. And before we look into the actual passage, um, I want to ask, 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 ask if, if anyone here um, has, has an experience of maybe feel, feeling a little troubled by, by reading um, passage like this. I mean, in the Bible, particularly in, 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 in many books in the Old Testament, some, some, some people may think what is carried out here is rather like too harsh or too brutal. And God in the Old Testament sometimes seem almost like a different God from the, from the God in the New Testament. I, I mean, some Christians do, do, do think that way. They feel Jesus Christ is, of course, full of, full of love and mercy and grace, whereas, whereas God um, described here is, is rather sort of seems quite, quite brutal to, to his people. And, and that, that kind of makes them only focus on the New Testament, and, 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 and they try to avoid reading these rather difficult um, passages in, in the Old Testament, like, like today's. Well, this is, I, I should say this is somewhat understandable, un, understandable if we try to read the Bible in our own values or in our own emotions. But that actually misses the whole point. When we read the Bible, when we, especially when we read the, the, the passages like, like today's, we need to pay attention to what this, actually, what, what this passage actually teaches about God 
and about ourselves. The Bible is the word of God, and, and so we need to make ourselves humble before the word. This word of the, the Lord is, is, is surely infallible. We may sometimes think, we may wonder why, why God has, has done this in, in, in at this point, but that doesn't mean he's, he's, he's done something wrong. God, God's word is always true, and we need to learn from it, rather than kind of complaining that, that God is too harsh on his people here. So we, we, want, to, we want to see what we can learn from, from today's passage. We want to, so, so having said that, we want to sort of focus on, uh, first on two sets of contrasts that can be found in today's passage. Firstly, there are two things that Moses broke in today's account. First, he breaks the two tablets of testimony, verse 19. And on these tablets, the words, probably the words of the Ten Commandments were written. And, and some of you may wonder why there were two tablets instead of one. Maybe you've seen like a picture or like a, like a fancy stained glass of, of those like tablets. Um, and it is often drawn as, as, as if you know, one tablet contains the first five commandments and then the second one contains the, the latter five. Or some, some people may, um, some people assume that, that the first tablet contains like the, the first four commandments because those commandments are, are, for, are, are about the, your relationship with God. And the, the second one has the other six about your relationship with other people. However, it is most likely that, that, that those two tablets, the, the each tablet, um, had the whole Ten Commandments, and they had like the two copies of the commandments. And, and those two tablets were, were, were sort of identical. You, you, we can just imagine like our, our modern sort of like agreement documents um, per se. Um, the, the, the covenant document was, was those, those sort of those like agreement um, documents. In, in the ancient Near Eastern culture, they, they, we, we've seen um, many, many Covenant documents were, are, are actually found, um, and they, it seems like they used to make two copies, and each party holds on to the document so that they can be aware of the, the contents of the covenant. So, I mean, it's not clear from, from the Bible, but those two tablets may refer to the covenant, um, the document, the, the covenant document, the, actual ten, the words of the actual Ten Commandments. Um, which are supposed to be held by God and by the people of Israel. Well, anyways, um, today's passage emphasizes the fact that these commandments, these words of the law, are from God himself. If you look at verse 16 of chapter um, 32, it, it indicates that these tablets were the works, the, the work of God, and the writing engraved on the tablets was the writing of God. We see here that, that Moses is emphasizing that, that the, this covenant, this, this words of the law, is by God himself. 
So, the act of Moses breaking the tablet, the tablets indicates that the covenant was actually broken by the people's worshipping of the golden calf. It indicates that that people's sin was so serious. It was the violation of the second commandment. The actual covenant was broken through the people's act. When Moses comes down from Mount Sinai and when he sees people dancing and singing before the golden calf, the, today's passage indicates that Moses' anger burned hot and he broke the tablets. And we notice here that verse 19, um, Moses' anger burned hot. This verse uses the same phrase as verse 10 in the previous um, section, where God, God himself's anger burns hot against the people of Israel. The, the, the same word is intentionally used here. And by the way, in Hebrew, the, this, this, this word, anger, burns hot, literally means your nose burns. It's in like an idiom of Hebrew. So God's nose burns um, when, he, when he sees the people worshiping the golden calf. And here, Moses' nose burns when he sees and, and, and hears the people worshiping the golden calf. So Moses here is sort of acting as, as if he's an agent of God, so representing God, God himself's wrath. So that's, that's, the, that's the first thing. Moses broke the, the, the two tablets of, of, of the commandments. And then Moses breaks the second thing. And it was the golden calf itself. Moses shatters the, the statue of a calf. And actually, he makes the people drink the powder of the calf. And it, it's, it's, an, it's an interesting picture that Moses breaks the calf and, and makes the people drink the calf. Of course, the calf was a symbol of the people's covenant breaking. And it must be destroyed it sort of suggests that the sin, the actual sin, must be purged from among the people. And, 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 and they have the responsibility of it. They, they have to drink what they made. And, of course, drinking the powdered calf was not an easy thing for them to do. But still, Moses had the people drink the powdered calf. And, and this theme of purging the, the sin actually continues um, in the later section of today's passage. But here we, we see the first contrast. Moses breaks very, two very different things, the, the, the opposite things. He breaks the, 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 the covenant tablets, which indicates that Moses is so like an agent of God who, is, who actually shows that the covenant God has graciously, graciously made with his people is now broken by the people's sin. And then Moses, as an agent of God, he breaks the source of the sin, the, the actual symbol of the sin, in order to purge that sin from the people. And then the next contrast we want to see is on the attitude of Aaron and that of the Levites and later of Moses. There's a strong, clear contrast between Aaron and what he says 
and 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 the, the and and how the Levites acted. Aaron's response to Moses's rebuke is recorded in verses twenty-two through twenty-four, and what Aaron says here is sort of like a like a like a shift of responsibility, and it sort of reveals Aaron's sort of cowardice. Um, he was really afraid of of the people, and he was afraid of God. Verses twenty-two through twenty-four, Aaron says, "Let not the anger of my Lord burn hot. You know the people, and they are set on evil." Here, Aaron is is blaming. This sin on the people, for they said to me, "Make us gods, gods who who shall go before us." As for Moses, the man who brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we do not know what has become of him. And so, so I said to them, "Let any who have gold take it off." So they gave it to me. And then, and then, lastly, what Aaron says here is is so sort of like not true even. Aaron says, "And I threw it into the fire, and out came this calf." This is this is very different from what what had actually happened. If you look at if you look at ver- verse four, Aaron receives the gold from 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 the people's hand, and it was Aaron who fashioned it with a graving tool and. And the Bible clearly says that records that Aaron made a golden calf. But Aaron here,、um, in response to Moses' rebuke, he says, "I just threw the gold into into the fire, and 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 somehow the calf appeared." It, it sounds almost as if as if Aaron is is also blaming on on God. It was something supernatural. I mean, I, I just threw the the gold into the fire, and and here came the the calf. We we see Aaron's really improper attitude in in his response here, and in contrast to Aaron, Levites here in this today's passage are depicted as those who are on the Lord's side. If you look at verse twenty six, Moses calls、um, the people and saying, "Who is on the Lord's side? Come to me." And the Levites stood up and came to Moses. These Levites were assigned to the duty of purging the people from the Lord Himself. Thus says the the Lord the Lord God of Israel: Put your sword on your side, each of you, and go to and fro from the gate to gate throughout the camp, and each of you kill his brother and his companion and his neighbor. And again, this 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 sounds a little bit too harsh for us. We we may feel sorry for those who are who are killed here, but that that is not the point here. The focus is on the faithfulness of the Levites, who followed the Lord's rather difficult and very very much heartbreaking order for them. Well, three thousand people sound sound quite a lot, and but but the Bible is silent on why those those three thousand people were were particularly chosen out of the the whole people. I mean, the whole people were worshiping golden calf, 
But like the number 3,000 is perhaps less than 1% of the whole population of Israelites. But, but, but the Bible doesn't specify why those people were, were killed and others were not, because, because that's not the point here. The point is that these Levites were faithful to the Lord. They were on God's side. They were called to, to, the, to, to purge the people in order to, to remove the sin from the whole congregation, in order to purify the people of Israel. Israel. So there is a vivid contrast between Aaron and the Levites. Aaron, what was the, what was the, the reason Aaron made the golden calf? Because the people demanded him of, of God who can walk before him, before them. And Aaron feared man. It was his fear of man that, that made him make the golden calf. But the Levites here were the ones who feared the Lord instead of fearing man. You know, going around the camp and, and killing their, their, their neighbors, their, their friends, their families. It, it, it's really a heartbreaking thing for, for those Levites. But they, 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 they did that because they feared the Lord above the people. So the, the question here is whether to fear the Lord or fear the man. Of course, we, we ought to love and respect our neighbors, our family, our parents in particular. As, 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 as Warren uh, preached a while ago from the, from the fifth commandment, the, the fifth commandment is, is like, a, like the foundation of our relationship with, with other people. However, our fear of the Lord must, takes, must, must take priority over everything else in our heart. I want to speak a little bit about our own Japanese culture. I think our culture is known, or, or hopefully it is, it is known as being, you know, those Japanese people are, are sort of being nice to others, and, and that is sort of our virtue in our culture. But that, that can be a downside, actually, um, in, in our culture as well, because, because many, many people think your faith even um, should not sort of come above your relationship with others. You shouldn't say something uh, from your faith that sort of um, makes your relationship difficult with, with other people. Many people think that way. But that is actually the other way around. We must at first fear and love our God above anything else. Just as Proverbs twenty nine twenty five teaches us, the fear of man lays a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is safe. And the fear of man indeed can be a snare for, for many Japanese people, and I would, I would imagine it, it's the same here. When we fear man around, around us, it could sometimes interrupt our, our trust in the Lord. But we need to remember that our love and our fear, our trust in the Lord should come 
above anything else in our heart. Well, back to our passage this morning. After, after this, after the, par- the actual purgation of the people by the Levites, Moses again seeks to intercede on behalf of the people. And, and this, this word of Moses is also very significant, um, which starts from verse 30. And actually, we see here another important contrast. There's, a, there's, there's yet another contrast between Aaron and Moses and, and their words. Aaron, what, they, what he said, he was rather blaming on the people, or he was rather blaming on God when, when he was accused of his own error. He, he, he told Moses, basically, this, this people were evil, and, and that's why I, I, I ended up making the golden calf. I mean, I just threw gold into the fire, and then the calf came, it just, just came out. But Moses, in his word of intercession, he is, he is saying something very, very different. Moses here seeks to make an atonement for the people. It is specified in, in the passage. Moses say, seeks to, to make atonement for the people. It's in verse 30. The next day Moses said to the people, You have sinned a great sin, and now I will go up to the Lord. Perhaps I can make atonement for your sin. The word atonement is used here in this verse. And what Moses says to the Lord, in verse 32 in particular, Moses says, But now, if you will forgive their sin, but if not, please blot me out of your book that you have written. We may overlook this, this very significant pa- verse um, when, we, when we just read the, this passage at a grand glance. But we see an ideal figure of a, so like a worthy intercessor in Moses' word here. What Moses is saying here is that he's even trying to sacrifice his own life in order that the Lord would forgive the people. Please blot me out of your book that I have written. Well, we know that Moses was not involved in this act of worshipping the golden calf. He was up on the mountain. But still, Moses is willing to give his own life for the sake of the people. He is trying to make atonement for the people of Israel by giving his own life. Moses, is, Moses here seems to acknowledge the way of salvation. The sin of the people must be atoned by the intercessor who can sacrifice his own life for the sake of the people. So this, this verse 32 is very, very significant in, in the Old Testament. It sort of foreshadows the, the, the Christ's atonement, Christ's sacrifice, for the people. And the Lord responds to Moses from verse 33 onwards. The Lord, the Lord says he, he, he would not take Moses' life, 
but he, the Lord says he, he, would, he still does not go with his people. Instead, God promises that he will send his angel to lead the people. And the Lord Father says that he will still visit the people's sin upon them. And hearing this response, the people mourns and takes and take off people mourn and take off their ornaments. And this probably indicates that their humble attitude before the Lord. The Bible specifies that the people of Israel stripped themselves of their ornaments from Mount Horeb onward. Well, we will look at the, the following story from, uh, from chapter 33, verse 7 onward um, tonight, Lord willing. But for now, we want to think a little bit more about how we, as, 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 as New Testament people, how we, um, living through Jesus Christ, ought to apply this passage to our life of faith. Firstly, we ought to recognize the seriousness of our sin and its consequence. As we have already looked, the making of the golden calf was a serious covenant breaking. It ended up Moses breaking the very word of the covenant. Even if it was from a, a rather positive motivation of, of worshiping God, the people did not follow God's commandments. They, they did not follow God's word, and it was a sin. As such, we as God's people, we as those who also belong to God's covenant, his covenant of grace, we must recognize how our sin would affect our relationship with the Lord. Every single sin, every single sinful act in our life would worth the breaking of the, co the whole covenant. Our sin leads to covenant breaking. It spoils our relationship with God, no matter how small its sin might be, your, your sin may be. Secondly, we need to question ourselves. Do we fear man or do we trust in the Lord? Again, Proverbs twenty nine twenty five, The fear of man lays a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is safe. We want to take this verse into our heart. Of course, we, we should be nicer. We should be kind to, to other people. As, as, as Christians, we, we ought to love our neighbors. We need to show God's love and grace to, to, to the people around us. But that does not mean we should flatter the people around us. Especially like for, for us ministers or elders, we are often tempted to preach only, only good things or, or very sounding things. And, and, and that, 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 that may make the people feel good and comfortable. And, if, and that, that could maybe possibly earn, um, enable us to earn more favor from, from, from the people around us. But sometimes we, we need to preach difficult passages such as, such as today's passage this morning. It could sound 
difficult or even painful to the people. But God's word is the truth. We need to learn from the whole counsel of God. We need to learn. That, that, that's exactly why we, we confess that we believe that the, the every single word in the Bible is inspired by God. We need to learn from the word of God. And it could be true with, no, it's, it's not just elders and, and ministers. It, it, it could be true with, 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 with your relationship, with, with your, your, your people around you, the people around you. Sometimes, according to your faith, you must say no to certain things around you. And that could possibly make your, your, your relationship difficult with, 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 with the people. But we, we, all must, we must all remember this verse in, in Proverbs. We, we, must, we all must trust and we must all fear and love the Lord above anything else. But thirdly and finally, after, after saying these, these rather difficult things, the Bible always gives us hope and, and, and grace. We can remember that Jesus Christ is with us as the true intercessor and the true redeemer for us. As Moses sought to offer up himself as an atonement for the people's sin, we are already justified through the atonement made by cross and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ did sacrifice himself for the sake of us. He made atonement for us. He paid the ransom for our sin through his cross and resurrection. As God's people, we are now able to trust in this Jesus Christ. We are able to look to Christ, who is a greater mediator, who is a greater intercessor, who is a greater redeemer than Moses. And what we need to do is we need to place our trust in this Jesus. And we also need to know that our Jesus Christ is, is now purifying us from our own sin. Just us 3,000 people had to be purged from the whole people of Israel. Our sin, our sinful nature, the every bit of stain that, is, that comes out from our sin must also be purged from us. And this process could be difficult or even painful for us at certain times. Sometimes the Lord purifies us through having us walk in a difficult situation. Well, Apostle Peter talks about refining of our faith through trials. First Peter 1.7 speaks about this, this, this refining of our faith. Peter says, you, you, shall, you, you see that the trial of your faith is more precious than gold which is refined by fire, but still decaying, and that, is, that will be praise, honor, and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. Our faith is refined and perfected 
through trials and difficulties. Our sins must be purged. Our sins must be revealed. Our sins must be disciplined by God. But we are now in the process of being recreated into Jesus Christ's own image. We have a wonderful hope here. One day, we will be like Jesus Christ. We will reflect his glory by our own selves. We will be completely cleansed, completely pure, completely spotless by the work of the Holy Spirit when we walk with Jesus Christ. So remembering this, remembering this fact is very, very important for our life of faith. We have a far more superior intercessor. We have a far more superior redeemer who purifies us from our sin, who already sacrificed himself as an atonement for our own sin. So as we, as we commence our, our new week, let us remember about this wonderful Redeemer, Jesus Christ. And, and, and we also need to see our sin as, as, as we see this, this tragic event happened um, in the book of Exodus. We have the same tendency of this, these people in, of Israel. But we also have a redeemer, an intercessor, far superior to Moses. Let us trust in this Jesus Christ, our intercessor and redeemer. Amen. Let us pray. Dear God, our Father, we thank you for your word this morning. Father, thank you for reminding us of your love to us. Father, thank you for being always faithful to your covenant you have made with us. Father, we, we really need to recognize our sin before you. We so often, we so easily break the covenant you made with us. We so easily place our trust on idols that we have in our own heart, just as the people here in today's passage. Father, please make us realize our own sin, and please break the idols that we have in our own hearts. Father, please continue to cleanse us from our sin with your Holy Spirit so that we can we can we can gladly we can we can we can follow your commandments with our with our wholehearted joy father thank you that you have sent us the perfect redeemer the perfect intercessor jesus christ who is now still interceding for us by sending us your holy spirit father please make us trust and this Jesus Christ, who can cleanse us from our sin, who, can, who walks with us um, to the way of righteousness, who can guide our path through the, the, the power of the Holy Spirit. 
So, Father, please continue to, to guide us and encourage us and, 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 and discipline us whenever necessary as we, as we seek to walk as your people here on this earth. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen.